You know, there's an old phrase that's been passed down from generation to generation. Is it hot enough for you? (laughs) Uh, If you're like me and you live in a place uh, where the summer heat is really intense, the answer is probably yes. It's obnoxious and it's yes. Which is why you need to be wearing underwear that keeps you cool where it counts. And for that, you need Tommy John. When you wear Tommy John, you're so much cooler. And that just makes everything better. When you're comfortable, when you're nice and cool, uh, things just go better. Tommy John underwear is lightweight. It's breathable. Four times the stretch of competing brands. Dozens of comfort innovations. Tommy John keeps you looking and feeling cool all season long. Whether you're lounging at home uh, or enjoying some summertime fun outside. But don't forget about the loungewear. It is the most comfortable loungewear you'll ever have. It's what I look forward to putting on every single day. ShopTommyJohn.com slash back right now for 20% off your first order. Get 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash back. See the site for details. If you are really intent on destroying a nation, you have to destroy its history. You have to destroy its uh, its traditions, its bonds to one another, and you need to uh, you need to you need to have the barbarians at the gates. You need to. This is the last step before Rome fell. They just opened up the gates, and they were overrun, and they lost the Roman culture. Well, isn't that what's happening right now? And is there any effective pushback? We go there on our American border in 60 seconds. Our sponsor is uh, Preborn. Um, I, I want to talk to you seriously about those clinics that the government is targeting now. The government is targeting uh, these uh, clinics for women um, that are are giving real health care advice. Um, you know, it's it's not a slaughterhouse. Um, these are the these are the clinics that are coming under attack by this administration and by the left. Uh, this is these are the clinics that uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren wants to see shut down that the New York governor is coming um, against. The reason why they're doing it is because you will comply. You will comply. You do it their way or you don't do it at all. And they are lying about these health care clinics, um, saying that they're, they're lying to people and duping people by showing them what? An ultrasound? 
How is that duping you? You're being you're being red pilled. That's that's what's happening here. You've been duped into thinking that that's not a child in you. And when you see the ultrasound, you're like, oh, that is a child. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it. It's it's the exact opposite, as always is with these people. It's the exact opposite of what they say is happening. These clinics, um, many of them are preborn clinics, and uh, they have built their clinics in the top abortion cities, where fifty percent of the abortions take place, and they have been saving babies' lives and. Uh, I think mom's sanity all over the country for a while. And they are really, really effective because what they do is they provide the ultrasound. Um, and you have an 80% chance of saving the child. If mom hears the heartbeat and sees her child inside of her 80% chance of changing mom's mind. I want you to, uh, Consider making them a, a charitable uh, donation um, and perhaps a recurring one, especially now they are having to beef up their security. They're all under attack. Um, and if you're going to if you're going to take away abortions, well, uh, we're going to take away your ease of life. And they're they're Brett Kavanaughing these people and these people. They're just they're nurses. They're doctors. They don't have you know, access to secret service. Please, these are people right on the front lines in some of the most dangerous cities in America. Uh, if you could consider a gift of any size, $10, 10000 you know, uh, $10 million, whatever it is, every penny will help. Uh, you can save so many lives. I think it's 28 bucks for an ultrasound of, uh, 15,000 for a machine and they are going to be there on the front lines in these cities where abortion is going to go off the charts and they're going to come under attack. They need your support now more than ever. Donate dial pound two, five, zero, say the keyword baby it's pound two fifty. keyword baby preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. You know, it really makes me sick that USAID when we send aid over, we demand that they start with birth control and start providing abortions. Did you know that? Our funding, in our name, they take our money. Federal government doesn't make money. It takes money. And they take our money and they say, we're going to help out Ukraine. Oh, yeah, we're going to help out. We love to help them out. And... What strings come attached? Well, I tell you, with Ukraine, now in the middle of a war, their, uh, their parliament decided to get together because they, they, re they really want to make sure that gay marriage <laughs> is, uh, is legal. That's your priority during a war where people are dying in the streets? Mm. You're taking that on? Gee, I wonder why, Pat. Why do you think that might be? Huh. I'm sure it's not because the United States said, uh, this is a condition uh, upon which we give you the aid. I am sure that didn't happen because um, no, 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 we never controlled uh, another sovereign nation like yeah. that. 
course not. Of course no. not. Of course not. And it's it's all it's all <sighs> about compassion. Let me ask you, when you have when you have 60% of the girls that come girls and women that come across our border because of the drug cartels uh, or with uh, human smugglers, we're enriching those cartels and smugglers. And 60% of the women and the girls that come across the border are raped mm. by those same people. Mm-hmm. Where is your compassion? Where is your compassion? Yeah. And they not keep only, saying that, you know, they go ahead. Not only are they getting raped, uh, but since Biden took office, 700 illegals trying to cross the border have died. You know, they, t- they make a big deal out of, and, and it is, they make a big deal out of the 50 who died all at one time in the back of that trailer uh, a few months ago. But that's just a drop in the bucket compared to what happens all the time on the border. People crossing the border in the summertime and dehydrating and dying in the desert. People dying in the backs of these uh, trucks, in the trunks of cars. Uh, it happens all the time. Incredible. And 700 of them just in the last year and a half since Biden took office. It's unconscionable. That is, And they don't care. So the only reason you would be doing this, it has nothing to do with compassion because you just wouldn't treat people like this. Mm-hmm. You know, compassion is uh, is not chaos, um, and all they're all they're offering is chaos. And who's coming over? I want people that want to be Americans. I do. Yeah. But I don't want any terrorists. We've lost forty forty people that are on the terrorist watch list that we know of that have crossed our southern border since uh, Joe Biden has been into office. You know, George Washington said this. He said, The bosom of America is open to receive not only the opulent and respectable stranger, but the oppressed and persecuted of all nations and religions, whom we shall welcome, okay, there's more to this, to a participation in all our rights and privileges if by decency and propriety of conduct they appear to merit that enjoyment hmm. we don't care we i mean the media and the police appear to be covering up the rape of that 10 year old that joe biden said she had to go to another state can you imagine being that little girl no i can't so why was the rapist allowed to stay at home with that girl after it had been reported to the police. Echoing the statement, Thomas Jefferson said, born in other countries, yet believing you could be happy in this, our laws acknowledge, as they should do, your right to join us in society, conforming, as I doubt not you will do, to our established rules. No. So there are founders saying, we want you in. It's exactly the same thing that conservatives say. We want you to come here. We want you to be, you will renew us. We need new blood. We, we welcome you here. If you will do it with our established rules. Many years later, Ronald Reagan said, anyone from any corner of the world can come and live in the United States and become an American. 
That's the standard. We welcome the tired, the poor, the huddled masses. If they will conform to our established rules, if they are decent, we open our arms to anyone who truly wants to become an American. For generations, our ancestors have immigrated here, chasing after what only America promised, and that is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, a chance to succeed. This is why immigrants have left their homes, their histories, their families. This is why so many risk the, everything. They risk their lives to get here. And then when they arrive, they became steadfast Americans. At least they used to. In return for their risk and their efforts, we promised them America, a nation with such a finely crafted balance of power that you were protected from most of the threats to your liberty, at least from government, and most of the time from your fellow man. In America, we guaranteed everyone's inalienable rights in exchange for a commitment to our principles that make us one and make America possible. We said, come to America and you will be free. We're not going to promise you gold. We're not going to promise you riches, but we're going to promise that you have a shot. You have a chance. This was our promise. And to honor that promise, we vowed to expect nothing less of future immigrants. Immigration laws in America's uh, have undergone many changes, each packed controversy, complexity, good ideas, bad ideas. Our first naturalization law uh, only welcomed free white persons. And since then, as is the story of America, we've worked to infuse our best principles into immigration policies. One good idea that we've had from the beginning was that our new citizen should be people of good moral character. There are a lot of really good families, I'm sure, that are coming across the border, but there are also some nefarious ones. But that one requirement honors the promise of America and the cost so many families pay to immigrate here. It ensures that life in America will remain better, safer, and freer than the nation you just came from. But they're escaping now to this, this place that they think has it all. They have no idea we are turning into the country that they just left. And God help us, we might turn into a darker place than where they left. In March... In March, multiple members of Congress wrote uh, to the DHS secretary that according to Customs and Border Patrol, they had arrested 2,424 criminal aliens so far in fiscal year 2022. By March, they were, they were only 14 shy of the total number of arrests in fiscal year 2020. 14 shy... The criminals, 14 shy of the total arrests from the year 2020. These aren't numbers. These are people's lives. We have enough criminals in our own citizen, our own makeup here, who are threatening good people's inalienable rights. Why in the world would we add more criminals? What compassionate nation 
would do that. The rape that is happening in the immigrant community is unheard of. 37-year-old man from Guatemala arrested for allegedly raping a preteen girl on multiple occasions while living here illegally in New Jersey. Another man, Tennessee, accused of sexually molesting a child, and then he was deported, and he just came right back in, and he was arrested a second time for raping an underage girl. So he molested a child, Instead of put in jail, he is sent back because we have no border security. He came back and raped an underage girl. Didn't happen. Didn't have to happen. Oh, if we could just save one child. How about saving many children? I mean, do we have any standards? I mean, someone who robs children of their innocence. Doesn't that fall below the line? Shouldn't it? We are destroying ourselves, and um, it doesn't have to be this way. We just have to stop talking politics and start talking common sense and values. When we can unite on a few values, we will be able to fix our country. But right now, everything is so political, and it was designed this way to keep us at each other's throats. I know a lot of Democrats who are very, very compassionate, very compassionate. And I know some politicians on both sides of the aisle who could give a rat's ass about what happens to anybody. We need to start talking about empathy and compassion with one another because our children are at stake on so many levels. Back in a minute, I'll tell you about American financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So when it comes to debt, you're going to have to pay down later. Credit cards are a horrible, horrible, slippery slope. Uh, most of them have variable rates, which means you're going to feel you're going to feel it when the Fed increases rates throughout the year. I think it's next week that they are planning on meeting again. And the, the, the rumor is or the word is that they're going to raise it by another point when when you're paying 20 22 25 percent you'll never get out from under that never because you're just going to be paying so much in interest now is the moment today is the day you need to take action give american financing a call and get a free mortgage review you can learn all about the custom home loan options available that might fit your budget better than what you're currently dealing with Home values continue to be on the rise. That equity could be accessed as cash to pay those high-interest credit cards off. Please do this. There's no time left. Do it right now. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat, do you want to talk about uh, Muriel? You want to talk about Muriel here? You can bring her up. We have about three minutes. Uh, I th- we played this. Yes, 
We played this yesterday, Glenn. Uh, I think, but it's... I, I keep thinking about this, especially as you've just been talking about the border situation. The situation with D.C. Mayor uh, Muriel Bowser, who's gotten just a teeny tiny little taste <laughs> of what the border states are dealing with because of Greg Abbott's uh, initiative to send a lot of the illegals on a bus to D.C. They're apparently not pr- appreciating it very much. Uh, here's what she just said about it. Uh, Washington uh. Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up. Um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that mm. the governors of Texas and, and Arizona no. are sending here full of migrants. How significant is mm. this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into being getting tricked. on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide uh, um, bus it. trips when their final destinations are places all over I the know. United States of America. The worst. I mean, so, you know, what's what's amazing mm-hmm. to me is um, that she is she's talking compassionately about how can our city survive? We can't even do mm-hmm. you're Washington, D.C. You're Washington, D.C. You don't even know the names of these border towns and they've got no. nothing, nothing. Right. Exactly. And listen to her whining about this already. It's only been going on for a couple of months. They could only have a few hundred people there. And she's already gone whining to the federal government to make it stop. She wants them to stop coming to her town because she realizes how difficult a problem this is. Uh, you know, for for Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, who have been dealing with this forever, uh... Now you get just a tiny little taste of it in a, for a few weeks and you just can't take it? You go running to the federal government? Wow. Wow. It's, it's unconscionable what's going on. And they're still using the 11 million figure, by the way. They've been using that number since I moved to Houston 21 years ago. There's still only 11 million illegals? Huh. With a million or two million or three million coming across the border every year? Huh. Weird. The Glenn Beck Program. Retirement. It is one of those things that we all think of from time to time. You might even dream about retiring, hoping you get there sooner rather than later. If you've saved a lifetime for that retirement, then the real question now for you is, with the stock market plummeting, uh, it's, it's not going to grow your account. How are you going to be able to hang on? How are you going to be able to replace that money? Gold and silver can be a great, very conservative way to keep what you've worked so hard to uh, save um, still yours. You know, I'm at the point now where uh, we're all going to take a haircut. I I just don't want to lose everything, you know? Can Can I have something left at the end? How defeatist is that? But that's the kind of country we're living in now. Gold and silver just... Put some of, uh, some of your 401k in your retirement into gold and silver and find out about the 6% in free promotional metals 
When you start a new IRA or add to an existing account, 6% adds up quickly. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every day, 7 to 9 a.m. or anywhere you get your podcasts. There are very few things that, um, that would really bother me to the core. Um, and I think everybody would be this way. Being um, thrown into prison for not just expressing your point of view, but to have the facts to back it up. Um, and it's something that is, is so dangerous if you don't pay attention to it. Going to prison for that? Boy, I don't know how I would handle that. Tommy Robinson, he is an independent journalist. He actually went to prison for reporting on sexual abuse in the United Kingdom. Um, now he's out. Uh, he's got a new series out in England um, involving, uh, involving a, a community that I guess is the epicenter of, of child rape. Um, and he, he comes out of prison. They admit now that he was right. So I don't know how does he get his time back on that. But now they have said, yeah, this, this child rape thing is really happening in the Muslim community. And he is putting together a, um, a series. Um, and it's The Rape of Britain. And it is quite intense. It takes place in Telford, England. And Tommy Robinson is the man putting it together. Hello, Tommy. How are you? I'm good, Len. Thank you. I'm good. Um, first of all, I have to ask you, how do you feel? How long did you, did you spend time in prison? For, for reporting outside of the court case, they took me off the streets, and within two hours, I, was, I literally went to work. I was outside court. As the men were walking in, I was giving the British public the lowdown on what was happening, how many men there were. There were 30 men on trial, how many children they'd raped. And, and, I, and I made sure to say that we were awaiting their verdict. They could be innocent. And I asked each of the men as they walked into court, how, how are you feeling about your verdict? And then they took me off the streets. They locked me up within two hours. They sentenced me to 13 months in prison. They actually let the men go Jeez. home that day after court, and one of them has never faced justice. He fled straight to Pakistan. He packed, he packed his suitcase. So they locked me up as a risk, and they let the rapists go home. That all of them were convicted. All thirty were convicted for the horrific torture and abuse of children. And, um, and but then, but then, and then, and then after after twelve weeks, I was I was in solitary confinement for twelve weeks. There was a big, massive. There was there was outrage on outside of in, in the UK and around the globe actually, and and um and a free Tommy movement was started. I was released from jail, and then because when it went to appeal, they found that everything the judge had done was unlawful. He hadn't asked me to. He hadn't even asked me if I was guilty or not guilty. He literally just locked me up, and then I was released from jail, and then they re-prosecuted me again on the same offence. The next year, they put me back into Belmarsh, which is a maximum security prison, which houses some of the most worst criminals in, in Britain, full of terrorists, full of jihadists. They put me back in jail the year later on the same offence. They retried me again, and they put me back there for another three months. I served another three months. They sentenced me wow. to nine months. Wow. 
We have something in America called double jeopardy. Uh, just appreciating that law here in America, hearing your story. I tell you, Tommy, I, I watched you in front of the, uh, the courthouse. I saw them when they arrested you, and I saw a couple of hours later, you're going to maximum security prison. And I'm thinking, what the hell is even happening? Uh, it was absolutely outrageous. But uh, kudos to you for now getting out and picking up even stronger. You're doing the rape of Britain. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to, because it, it's hard to talk about it in England. It's hard to talk about it here. Not, I've produced that documentary series, and not one single British journalist has mentioned it. We have exposed corruption to the top of the police. We've, we've highlighted crimes. I, I, I spent 12, 12 to 18 months with 10 different victims, and they're historic victims who have been raped. One of the victims raped by over 200 men. And I picked the town of Telford. Oh, my gosh. And the reason why I picked you know, the, the reason I picked Telford, it's such an important town, is because Telford only has a 1.7% Muslim population. So in Telford, there have been over 1,000 victims. Now, the, the police inquiry identified over 200 local men. The independent inquiry identified 350. Our investigation identified 250. Now... When you do the demographics of that town and you get rid of the under 60s and the over 70s from the Muslim community and you get rid of the women, we're talking that 20 to 30 percent of the men in that town, of the Muslim men in that town were involved in raping the children. Now, when we say raping the children, they're, they're torturing, they're, they're abusing them. And this may sound unbelievable to a lot of American listeners. This has been going on for 40 years with full knowledge of government, full knowledge of police. If you ever want to put into words how powerful political correctness is, then they will sit by and allow the rape of a generation of your daughters in order not to be deemed racist. That is how powerful that tag and that wording has become in the UK. They will sacrifice children at the hands of the multicultural order. And that's what we've witnessed. And, and, in, and, and, and you, I don't know, Glenn, have you heard of Rotherham, the Rotherham report, where there's another famous city with these rapes, where we have 1,400 children raped? I have not. No, so Rother, the Rotherham scandal broke. We had, there was 1,400 children. It, it, it's exactly the same story as Telford. The police knew, everyone, social services knew, they all let it happen. Yeah? Now, Rotherham only has a 3.7% Muslim population. That's a small population. The town I'm born in has a 50%. Okay, that's the town I grew up in. Now, Rotherham has a 3.7% Muslim population. There's not that many there. Yeah? But the, the only two towns that we've had the figures on are Rotherham and Telford. We've had 1,400 children in, in Rotherham and 1,000 in Telford. Now, recently, there was another scandal that broke in a town called Oldham. Now, this is when people need to understand what, what will happen, even in America, no matter where you are. In Oldham, Oldham has a 31% Muslim population. Now that means, because they're over, overrepresented in the council, so when, it, when, when they went for the independent inquiry, which is where all these headlines are coming from, the local council voted against it. When it went democratically, 90% of the Muslim councillors voted to block any investigation. 90% supported by every single Labour politician. So it's the equivalent of the Democrats and Republicans, every Democrat politician, which, which over 50% of them were Muslim, every Democrat politician voted against an independent inquiry into the prostitution, the rape and the torture of a generation of children in Oldham. 
So you will never, ever get the figures. Once there's a big enough community in certain cities, we will never know the true scale of the problem. I know the scale of the problem because I've investigated this for 10 years. Well, I know how. We're having this. We're having the same kind of problem uh, here, um, you know, a different scale, I think, than what you guys have. But uh, it's just beginning. We had a rape of a 10-year-old girl. Um, the president used it as a reason why you shouldn't get rid of abortion. But what he didn't say was, did they catch the rapist? How did this happen? It was an illegal alien. Um, the, the border situation is out of control. 60% of the women and the, and the girls that come across the border illegally are raped along the way, 60%. And where's the compassion? Where is the, where is the truth anywhere? Rape is off the charts. Um, and a lot of it has to do with our border. It's it's when you understand, which I've tried to warn America for a decade, you've had, when you have Islamic immigration, which you're now seeing through your open border policy as well, it's a different culture, it's a different mindset, it's a different view of women, it's a a totally different worldview. And every town and city, so we've had 64 of these explosive investigations in towns and cities across the UK. Muslims make up 4% of the British UK population. They are responsible for 90% of the grooming and rape convictions in gangs. 30% of the men convicted? Oh my gosh. 30% of Mohammed. You're not even allowed to ask why. You're not allowed to investigate why. When you try to look at why, you're a racist, you're a fascist, you're an extremist, you're an Islamophobe. You must be shut up and you must be silenced. You must be deplatformed. You must lose your work. You must lose your job. And this is, and the attack, the attack in our country against anyone speaking out, I've, I, as I'm watching America, I'm seeing exactly the same as Democrats with the media. I'm seeing exactly the same policies, exactly the same. It's not centralized, it's decentralized. You have certain organizations and certain groups that will go after people, attack them, sue them. They'll use lawfare. They'll use anything. And all of that. And the reason why it's happening is because there's a one world view that they're trying to accomplish and they need that open border. And all of the problems that come with it, they want to hide because they don't care. That, that's the reality. When you accept, they don't care if our daughters are being raped. They do not care. And, our, and, and this is immigration and Islamic immigration hasn't slowed down in the UK. It's, it's sped up. We're not seeing. We're not seeing. Uh, we're not seeing any success in any of this. The problem's getting worse. It's more dangerous for our daughters. When, when, when you understand that in some of these court cases, Glenn, and this is going again, it sounds so unbelievable. A young girl, a child, had her tongue nailed to a table. Another young girl, they got a oh my. hot iron rod with the letter. They got a hot iron rod with the letter M for Mohammed, and they heated the rod and they scolded her bum when she was 11 years old because she was the property of Mohammed. Now, in my investigation show, if you look at, I've done episode one, two, three, and I'm about to release episode four. What we show who the men are. We show how they operate. It's all family. All of them are involved. Fathers are raping children with their sons. Brothers and cousins are involved together raping young girls. Now, and and it's not being addressed. The Telford, the case that you've all seen on the news or you've recently seen, the police identified over 200 men involved. They prosecuted 12. Why? Why are you not? How, how can a man rape a child? In my investigation, I, I have only gone after the men when I have three people, three girls that do not know each other who name the same man. And we are working on a shoestring budget 
but yet we are still identifying, which is clear evidence of these men's crimes. We're identifying clear evidence and willing participants who would be willing to go to court. But the reason that this isn't happening is because the police purposely leave, the, leave them in, in, in place. They leave the girls in dangerous and vulnerable positions. So the gangs who run the drugs, they run everything in the town. They control the town with an iron fist, and they're only 1.7% of that town. It's like a horror movie, and anybody wow. who watches our films, you'll see, you'll see it, it. You'll it, see it. It's not. I don't. Yeah. You you can go to. Uh, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. I'd love to have you back, Tommy, to talk more about this, maybe in a longer format on a podcast. Um, but you can see these episodes on UrbanScoop.news. UrbanScoop.news is where you go to uh, to see this. Um, this is happening all over the West. Uh, in country after country, it is happening. Um, our cultures are being destroyed, uh, and we're the ones doing it. We're the ones that are allowing it to happen. And while it may not be happening uh, at the scale that it is in the UK with the Muslim community, um, we have a real problem happening with rape of uh, young women and girls uh, that is happening because of the border. Thank you so much, Tommy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. I'll be happy to come back anytime. Cheers. Thank you. You got it. Bye-bye. Um, our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor, and Clifton writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, thanks to Relief Factor, I'm 95% uh, pain-free. I feel amazing. I intend to continue taking Relief Factor as long as it continues to work for me. Thank you. Clifton, I feel exactly the same way. I am, uh, I'd probably say about 5% uh, of my week is probably spent in pain, maybe even less than that, uh, because of Relief Factor. It took my pain away to the point where I can use my hands and I can, I can paint, I can do the things that I'm passionate about. If you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. Not a drug, but developed by doctors. It has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. So give it a shot. Three-week quick start now. Developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So call Relief Factor at 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. This is the Glenbeck program. I want to tell you and leave you with the uh, story of uh, Larry and Jimmy. Larry and Jimmy, uh, they're from Oklahoma, and uh, they decided that they wanted to go, they wanted to go, uh, fishing and uh, so they were fishing and they were do- fishing called uh, in a way called uh, noodling uh, and noodling is um, catching fish with your bare hands <clears throat> now why you do that I, I have no idea um, but uh, they were out you know hanging out with each other and that's when Larry started to think about Jimmy and they were in the water together and uh, Larry starts to realize that I think Jimmy is communicating with Bigfoot and uh, he's going to summon Bigfoot 
to come and kill me. Now, uh, that we know of, Jim had no communication with Bigfoot that we know of. Um, and that we know of, he didn't have any kind of telepathic powers either. But Larry was on to him. And so Larry grabbed him. And I, I want to read what he said in the report. Larry advised he believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Larry would not let Jimmy get away. Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick. Larry and Jimmy fought for an extended amount of time on the ground. And then Jimmy went to permanent night-night. Larry, safe now from the Sasquatch, because he is being held in a protective little, some would call, jail cell. But that is the story of Larry and Jimmy in Oklahoma. This is the Glenn Beck Program.